Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So today I want to start out by asking you a question. Have you ever thought about God's word as our greatest cheerleader? Well, when my youngest daughter was still in high school, she had to write a paper about being stranded on an island and she could only take one thing with her. Now, her teacher wanted her to write about what that one thing was and why she would take that with her. So when she talked with me about it, she really wasn't sure what she wanted her one thing to be. And I said, well, I know what my one thing would be. And she said, well, I know what your one thing would be as well. You would pick your Bible. Well, I will tell you, that made this mama's heart warm and fuzzy. I loved that my daughter knew and understood how much I treasure God's Word. And I, I want everyone to love God's Word because I personally have experienced so much good from reading, studying, learning, getting to know Jesus through my time spent reading the Bible and being in the Bible. So recently on one of my social media posts, someone who really didn't like God or the Bible commented on how God wasn't good. And I knew it was a road to nowhere, but I felt compelled to respond. What if my words could actually change his mind? And I wish I could tell you that my response made him want to know God, but his heart and mind were vehemently opposed to God. So ironically, this man who claimed he didn't believe in God or in the Bible based all of his arguments against God on the claim of the Bible itself. So he even specified books and, and chapters of the Bible as the reason that he didn't believe in God or the Bible. It was really quite puzzling. However, I, I pray that God softens his heart and shines the light of his gospel into his heart that he can know the goodness of God. Interestingly, even though it has been decades ago, I remember being much like this man, defiant, arrogant, and absolutely opposed to everything God, but God, but Jesus, but his mercy, but his loving kindness and his long suffering. God kept drawing me and calling me even when my heart of stone closed him out completely. Jesus changed my life, my heart, and my mind, and I pray he does it for that man, and I pray he does it for everyone that I love and who you love as well. So who came to your mind as I told you about this man who was closed and angry toward God? Maybe it could be a spouse or your friend, a child, or a co-worker. So right now, let's just take a moment to pray for them in agreement with what 2 Peter 3, 9 says. 2 Peter 3.9 says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we just lift them up right now and pray, God, for your long suffering, your promise to come to pass, and that you would bring them to repentance. Now with that, I want to go back to that first question. Have you ever thought about God as our greatest cheerleader? Now I understand that thinking about God in such terms as our greatest cheerleader is probably not the way that we commonly think about God 
or his word. And one common view and understanding of many people when reading the Bible seems to be more related to our actions, how we live or what we do. And not to say that that is not an appropriate way to read or view and understand scripture, but God speaks so much more. When I think back over my journey with Jesus through his word, I am amazed at the power and effect of God's word, but I am also amazed at the journey. Once upon a time, I really did not understand his word. I read it, but I really didn't get it, but I just kept reading and I kept studying. And over the past 27 years of walking with Jesus, I learned that we are all on a spiritual growth journey. Sometimes God uses his word to correct us. Sometimes he uses it to strengthen us. Sometimes he uses it to comfort us and to give us peace. Sometimes he uses it to turn us around, to shake us up. And sometimes he uses his word to cheer us on. Now, if you haven't experienced God's word to you in the ways that I just mentioned, maybe you are like many other women who have said things like, well, I read my Bible, but it doesn't matter. I don't understand anything. Have you ever said anything like that? You know, probably at some point in our journey, in all of our journey, we have all felt that way. If that's you right now, I encourage you to keep wrestling with the things of faith and pursuing God. So let's talk about faith, the benefits, and the blessing. All believers know that sometimes faith is hard. We are so visual, yet God calls us to believe without seeing. However, we must love the fact that God blesses us as as we walk by faith, not by sight. Remember Jesus' words to Thomas when he doubted that Jesus truly rose from the grave. Jesus said to him in John 20 uh, verse 29, Thomas, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus promised to bless those who believed beyond what their physical eyes could see. So when we seek and pursue God persistently, even when we physically see no evidence that our faith matters or that our prayers are being answered, God grows, develops, and builds our faith. And yes, our character as well. Romans 5, 3 through 4 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, now, wait a minute. I thought you were talking about faith and pursuing God. Well, you are right. However, if you have been through a season of persistently praying for something and God not answering when and how you think that he should, that often equates to some level of suffering. Nevertheless, as you endure the hard work of seeking God through his word and through prayer, he increases your faith and enlightens your heart to his truth. And no matter how you look at it from the still waiting side of pursuing God, increased faith and enlightening of your heart to his truth is a rich and rewarding blessing. So what are you pursuing God for? Besides the benefits of increased faith and enlightenment of truth, God's word can often be our greatest cheerleader. Galatians 6, 9 gives us encouragement and a wonderful word of encouragement from Psalm 27, 13 as well. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And then 
Psalm 27, 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So what are you praying for? What are you pursuing God for? Is there something that you've been asking God to do, but you don't see the answer yet? What comes to mind when I ask those questions? Know that God doesn't want you to give up just because it looks like he's not answering. God always works on the behalf of those who seek him consistently and continuously. I want to encourage you to read two passages in Luke, and as you read them, keep them in the framework of God being your greatest cheerleader. So that would be Luke 11, 1 through 14, and Luke 18, 1 through 8. Now, in these, Jesus gives us parables that signify the importance of not giving up when we ask God for something, but he also gives them to cheer us on. So if you read Luke 1, 1 through 14, you will notice that Jesus' disciples ask him to teach them to pray in Luke 11, 1. And he gives them, Jesus gives them what we know as the Lord's Prayer. And immediately he follows that with the story about a friend who came to his friend at midnight asking for bread. And the friend tries to send the friend away, but the friend in need would not leave until he got that bread. And so let's talk about persistence and shameless audacity. In Luke 1, 8, Jesus said, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now notice the words because of his persistence. Now the NIV translation says, uses this term differently and says shameless audacity because of his shameless audacity. He received what he asked for. Now then in verse 9, Jesus said, so I say to you. The best way to translate that is Jesus opening words in verse 9 is based on all that I just taught you. When he says, so I say to you, he's basically saying because of everything I just said, now I'm about to tell you what to do with that. So Jesus, our greatest cheerleader, teaches his disciples and then to you and I as well today, he says in Luke 11, 9 through 10, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, when my youngest daughter was growing up, my husband and I often said she would have a future of yeses ahead of her because she was one of the most persistent children. She learned at an early age that persistence paid off and she taught us that same lesson as well. God's word teaches us the same lesson. Persistently pursuing God pays off. In Luke 18, 1 through 8, Jesus encouraged his disciples in another cheering them on parable, teaching them that they should always pray and not give up. That's Luke 18.1. He told them about a widow who pleaded with an unjust judge to give her justice against her adversary. Now, listen to the words of Luke 18.4. For some time, he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, this widow keeps 
keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. Now, Jesus then pointed out that if an unjust judge acted on the behalf of a persistent widow whom he cared nothing about, their persistence in pursuing God would absolutely pay off. In, in Luke 18, 7 through 8, Jesus says, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, if you are praying about something specific and you feel like God isn't answering your prayers, let Jesus be your greatest cheerleader. Spend some time reading, studying, and meditating on and praying through Luke 11, 1 through 14, and Luke 18, 1 through 8 this week, or as long as it takes to build your faith and your persistence in pursuing God. So I want to leave you with a prayer for persistent faith. Precious Heavenly Daddy, help me. Now let's just claim that. Help me not grow weary while doing good that I may reap in due season. Give me persistent faith, believing that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to trust in the truth and the power of your word. Help me to live faithfully rooted in and standing on the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I say goodbye, I want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest to get daily biblical encouragement for Christian women. Also check out my website on fire-ministries.org where you can read my weekly blog. You can get free biblical resources or a Bible study for you personally or maybe even for a group study. If you found this podcast beneficial, please take a moment to rate, review, and share this podcast because it helps others to find the podcast and maybe it is the very words that someone else needs to be encouraged in their faith today. And until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.